What is the source in the Psukim that a person has to bench after he ate bread? Shenemar is, we know it's famous. When you eat and you get satisfied, so you have to bless Hashem. Now, this is not many people know. How do we know there's also a mitzvah from the Torah to say before you learn Torah? This is the beginning of Azinu, the very end of Varim. So the whole Azinu is like a lesson, says Rashi, is a lesson of Torah. So at the very beginning, before even starting, Moshe Aben is telling, telling, telling the Jewish people, look in Rashi, says, Kishem Hashem Ekra, meaning to say, when I say Birkos Atoira, Abu God El Elokeinu, by you reciting Amen. So this is the source that before you enter, you have to say Birkos Atoira. The Masha explains that the entire Torah are names of Hashem. So Shem is a different, different, it's different from the Psha, different from Rashi. According to the Marshaki, Shem Hashem when I read into the name of Hashem, which is learning Torah, Abu Godel, can you have to make a blessing? But no, no Rashi. Rashi says, when I say the Birkasa Torah, you say Amen. Okay. So based on this, Amar Abi Yochanan, Lamanu Birkasa Torah Lecharea. So, okay. We learn from here that you have to say uh, the bracha of learning Torah before, before you learn. Now, how do you know that you have to say a bracha of the Torah after you finished? Now, we don't say during the day because we are hoping the whole day we're going to keep on learning. So it's like when you are like that you are eating. You don't say a bracha chrona as long as you're going to still be, be on eating. We are, we are thinking you're going to be keep learning the whole day. But when do we say because Torah lechareya? When you get an aliyah. You say the bracha after the aliyah. So how do we know that you, you have to say a bracha of the Torah after you got an aliyah? Says Rabbi Yochanan, mi amazon, mi We learn that from a kalva chomer of virkos amazon. Why? Ah, yeah, because he's going to explain soon. Then virkos amazon lefanea, which means to say the bracha of amotzi lechem naaretz, just before you eat bread. You learn it mean because atoira mikal vachomer, and the other way around. The fact that you uh, need to say amotzelechim naret, you learn it from the fact that the Torah tells us you have to say a brach of the Torah before learning Torah. So that is a kal vachomer. So now he's going to explain it. Birkas atoira leacharei mi birkas amazon mikal vachomer. That you need to say a bracha of, of um, the Torah after that. From the fact that the Torah says you have to say Birkas Amazon, Israel Bachomer, how? Uma Amazon, if, like regarding food, Shentaun Lefanav, that the Torah never said you have to say the bracha of Amoiti before you eat bread, that's only rabbinical. Nevertheless, Taun Lecharav, nevertheless, the Torah said that after you eat bread, you have to say a bracha. So if by Torah, we see over here, this is a concept of Kalva Homer, in, in some ways seems to be more stringent, stringent when you learn Torah, 
because regarding learning Torah, you do have to say a bracha before eating, before learning Torah. So it's not the right thing, according to the logic, that you for sure have to say a bracha of learning Torah after you learn Torah. This is the principle of Kalva Homer. And the other way around, then it works the other way around, that you have to say bracha of from the fact you have to say a bracha in the Torah before you learn is a Kalva Homer also. Uma Torah shen tuna lacharea. If Torah, that according to the to the din Torah, you don't have to say a bracha after you learned tuna lefanea. Nevertheless, the Torah says before you learn, you have to say a bracha. Mazon. So when it comes to food, sheut taun lacharea. That the Torah says you do have to say a bracha after you ate. It's not logical to say that you will have to say a bracha before you eat bread by saying a So this is Rabbi Yochanan trying to learn a Kalba Homer to bring these two brachas. The Gemara says, no, why not? You can only say Kalba Homer where things are similar. But eating and learning Torah are completely different. And the Gemara is going to point out the differences. So therefore, you cannot learn one from the other. You find it a lot when you want to learn one thing from another, which is a refutation. Mazon, bread is different, so therefore you cannot derive any learning from there. That you have a benefit. So the Torah says, When you are satisfied, then you bless. Now, people that love money will never be satisfied with money. But Rashi says the real meaning of Shlomo, I won't get into the whole thing why he says something, but Rashi brings, according to the oral Torah, a different thing. What is people that love money never satisfied with money? Somebody that loves money, loves Torah, will never be satisfied. So you see it's different. With bread, you can get a satisfaction, a physical satisfaction, and on that you have to thank Hashem. But with Torah, you're never satisfied. You always want more. You start learning that yummy, you cannot stop, you become addicted. So, you, there's no, uh, you cannot learn from bread that you have to say Abraha after you learned Torah. You, you, you are not satisfied, you want more? And also the other way around, you, you want to learn to, it, uh, that because you say Abraha before you learn Torah, you should also have to say Abraha before you eat bread, it's completely different. I'm looking Rashi, When you learn Torah, this is giving you eternity. So this is proper to say Abraha. So every morning, just before you come to Shul, before you come to the Shi'ur, and you say, Thank you, Hashem. Baruch Hashem, and he, Hashem, giving us eternal life in the midst of us by learning Torah, we're going to Lamaba. So that's why before I learn, I say, Birka But bread, ah, Baruch Hashem, I have sust- uh, food for, for, for now. But this, uh, how you can compare the satisfaction of just eating some bread to, 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 the, to the greatness of what it is to learn Torah? So you couldn't learn that because you say, Abracharishona, by learning Torah, I have to say, Abracharishona, when you eat bread. The all this is in terms of svar and logic. Now he's going to be a proof to that. We had in the Mishnah we saw in the previous page, 
על המאזן מברך לאחריו ואני מברך לפניו. אבל קרי, he has to think in ברכוס המאזן, because he's from the תפילה, but he doesn't think of המועד צלחי מן הארץ. Why not? Because we see it's not from the Torah. We see it's only rabbinical. So we see that the Kalvachomer of Yochanan doesn't really apply. Tiufta, that means shachmat, conclusive, conclusive refutation. Okay. Now we're going to go into a very interesting Gemara. I'm a Rav Yudha. Rav Yudha, some say the name of Shmuel, said the following. Sofekara kirachma. You know, you were falling asleep in Shavuos morning. You didn't even know if you already said the Shmuel or not. You don't have to repeat it. You can ask a question, oh, no, why not? But you're going to see some way. Now, but if you are in doubt, if you said the bracha after the bracha of the Geula in Shachris, maybe you didn't. You have to go back and you have to repeat it. My time, why? You're going to follow the chair. Says Gemara, Kirat Shema is only rabbinical. Do you like that? Emes v'yatsir, the broch after Kirat Shema, Duraisa, is from the Torah. Before we go into the explanation, Rashi says, the Gemara is going to ask that. Messi, Rav Yosef, says Rav Yosef, how can you tell me Shema is only rabbinical? That's the first Mishnah we just learned in Brachos. How do you know you have to say Shema by night? It says, You tell me it's only rabbinical? Maybe what the Torah says, and you have to speak these words when you go to sleep and when you rise in the morning, meaning to say, You have to learn Torah. Chachamim said, You know what? So the Torah that you should learn, let, let, let it be the Shema. But what's only rabbinical? According to the Pasuk, according to this opinion, to, to Rav Yude, the, what, the, what the Shema is telling you, when you wake up in the morning, learn some Torah. You like the Midrashes, learn the Midrashes. By night, before you go to sleep, you like something else, you like Allah, learn Allah, you are Yoyti, the mitzvah of the Torah of Yishevuchav Komecha. Ah, to say the Shema is a little rabbinical. That's an unbelievable opinion, right? Now, uh, why would it be Amos Beyatsiv, the bracha after the Shema from the Torah? Says Rashi, because in that bracha we mentioned Yitzhak Mitzrayim. If you see the whole bracha after the Shema in the morning, we speak about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, we bring Shiratayam and all that. So that's why the bracha after the Shema would be from the Torah. So we have an interesting opinion over here. It's by a foho, it's the opposite of what we thought in the Mishnah. So the Gemara is going to challenge from the Mishnah. Tnan. Says the Mishnah, Balkeri, the Balkeri, Me'arer Belivoi, he only thinks about the Shema, Ve'inoverech, lo lefanea ve'lo lecharea. And he doesn't even think about the brachas of the Shema before the Shema, and about the brach of the Shema after the Shema. So what do we see? We see that it's more important the Shema than the bracha. So it's really the Oraisa, the Shema, and the Bachim, the Rabbinical. And the same thing we spoke about the Al-Amazon. Because the Amazon, he thinks about benching, he doesn't think about Amor Yitzelechim in Aretz. And if you want to say, if it occurs to you, Emes V'yatsiv the Oraisa, that the Brach after the Shema is from the Torah, why wouldn't he think about the one after the Shema? 
So says again, let's clarify this point. Why should he say the bracha after? Because, and as we explained, the, the factor that makes the bracha after the Shema from the Torah is because you mentioned the Exodus from Egypt. So when he already thought about the Shema, he was already also thinking the third paragraph of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, so he already fulfilled the bracha of Yetzirah, uh, the, the mitzvah of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, so there's no more need to say the bracha after. But then why, if according to you it's more important, the bracha, the bracha of Gal Israel, that's where he fulfills the mitzvah, Yetzirah Mitzrayim, so let him think about that, and not to think about the Shema Israel. Says again, no, Kirat Shema Adifa. The Shema Israel has uh, something better. The Isbetarti that has two things. It has Olmachus Shemaim, and it has also Yetzias Mitzrayim. So that way it's better to think in Yetzias Mitzrayim. Now, uh, the Rishonim ask. You see in Toysos, you see in Rabbeinu Yonah, you see in the footnote over there. How could it be the case that the person is in doubt whether he said or not the Brach of Gal Israel? It, it must be that he said the Shema, but he doesn't know if he said the Brach of Gal Israel. But if that is the case, by saying already the Shema, he already said uh, the concept of the Torah of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, so they were, we have to repeat the bracha after. So that, that's why in, in a similar answer, Toysos and Rabbi Yonah said, not a hundred percent exact way, but just in general terms. When the Gemara says, maybe he doesn't know if he said the bracha for Gal Israel, the Gemara means to say, maybe he didn't say the Shema. So that is a doubt. In that case, so it's better for him to say the bracha of God Israel. Okay. Where Lazar? Now, Rabbi Lazar says, what about... Ah, Rabbi Lazar, he argues with, him, with, with, the, the, with Rabbi Yudah. But Rabbi Lazar Omar, no. Safe kara kirat shema, safe loy kara, chozeve kore kirat shema. He disagrees. He said, no, I'm hold that the Kirat Shema is from the Torah. So if you are in doubt whether you recited or not the Shema, go and say it again, because it's from the Torah. Now, what about Tefillah? If a person is in doubt whether he daven or not, he doesn't go back and davens again, because he, we hold that davening is only the Rabbanan. So we have this principle, Safek de Rabbana Lekula. Whenever you are in doubt of something rabbinical, don't do it again. So regarding Ishma, if you are in doubt, do it again. Regarding davening, if you don't know if you daven or not, you should uh, not daven again. Beravyechana no mer, Beravyechana says no, Belevash is palam kolayam kulo. He said, what's wrong with davening again, even if you already daven? Alevai, since davening is requesting mercy, let a person dive in the entire day. Let, let me just continue a little bit and then we'll see how is Allah. We have a review there, I'm a Shmuel. Review the same name, Shmuel. Aya, I met with Philly. A person was davening, Veniscash is Palel, 
and he remembered that he already davened. He has to stop in the middle of the bracha. This happened to, he, to us here once. Somebody went, but was, no, it wasn't Yenisim, but so somebody davened at one in Or Sameach, and then he came at 5.30, and he forgot that he had already davened Mincha in Or Sameach, and he started davening with us Mincha. <laughs> if you catch yourself that you already did that, stop. You don't even finish the bracha where you are. You stop even in the middle of the bracha, don't continue. You already that Listen what Ramnachman said. When we were in the ship of Rabba Baravua, we asked him the following question. All those students of the yeshiva, the Tau, when if they make a mistake, and they starting saying the Shmonese of during the week on Shabbos, what is the Adin Meru? Should they finish the bracha? If we're spacing out, this happens. You say the first three brachas of the Amida, and instead of saying, uh, the bracha of Shabbos, which anyway is different from Marif uh, Shachris or Mincha, Atechad Veshimcha Echad, it doesn't mean of Shabbos. You're saying Atachonelam Das, because you are used to say that. And you say, okay, well, what, am, what I'm doing? I'm in Shabbos. We say Atachonelam Das. Should you finish the bracha or should you stop in the middle and go to Shabbos? We Marlan, and listen what he told them. He told us, Gomrim Kolosav Rocha. No, you already started, finish it. You start saying So finish it. Okay. Why? So this seems to be a contradiction. Shmuel said, no, you should stop in the middle of the bracha. So listen to this. He said, this is the difference. Awesome. Regarding Shabbos, a person should have daven the entire monastery of the week, even in Shabbos. Just like in Rosh Chodesh. In the middle of the week, we dab in the entire Shemona Esre, and we add the Yalei Ve'yavo. So in Shabbos, a person should have dab in the entire Shemona Esre, and add a chelek of Shabbos. Ve'rabana nudelo atrichu mishon kvod Shabbos. The only reason we don't, Chachamin gave us a little bit of a break for covered Shabbos, that we don't have to dab in the Shemona Esre. But if you already started, since it's Shach to do it, just finish it. Avalacha, but over here, you have already daven mincha or shachri or mariv. So it says Shmuel, even in the middle of the racha, you stop. Look in Rashi. Ve'levai shispal adam kol ayom is about eight lines towards the end. And uh, hopefully, I mean, uh, how you say in English, levai? Alevai. Huh? If only. If only. Very good. And if only a person should daven the entire day. So we hold like this. What Rabbi Yochanan said, it's okay, a person, how you said it? If only. If only would have in the whole day. Says, and probably that is the pshat in the Gemora, not in the Alaha, but that's what Rabbi meant, in case of Sofek. Rabbi Yochanan if you don't know if you have in or not, don't. Rabbi said, yes. So says Rashi, and I also try to bring it, also Rabbi Yona. If you are in doubt, daven again. If you are in doubt. 
if um, but if you know for sure you daven, don't daven, even in the middle of the bracha, don't continue. If you happen to daven early and then you come and daven again and you, oh no, already daven, stop right there, Not, don't even finish the bracha. That is Salah Halemais. Now, but there's another thing over here. Ve'amar Abiyud Shmuel is palel. If somebody had already daven, ve'nechnas ve'esa kneses, and he comes to shul, ve'nintzatziwa shimes palelim, and he sees the mina davening. The same case, you daven at one in Or Sameach, you come here at 5.30, people are davening over here. Now listen to this, Olacha. Im yachole chadesh badovor, if he can think about something new to add in Yoshmun Aisre, let's say, there's the, you need to have him for a choile. You need to have him for a tzach in your business, in a shiduch, in a son, whatever. Yachzorba is palil. You can daven again. Uh, this is a principle called tfilas nedava. So you cannot daven two tefillas chiyuv. There's only one mincha, one shachris, one marif. So you cannot do two shachris, it's bal toisif. You're adding to, to, to the, to the alaha. But you can do a nedava. It's like in the base of that you can bring a nedava. You can bring your own uh, sacrifice to, to thank Hashem. So by thinking and adding to your new, new stuff in the bracha, you could. Vaim love. But if you cannot come with a chidush, <laughs> give me a break, let me dive in again just the Shemoneh you cannot, because it would be twice a chiv. Now the Gemara is going to clarify why we needed both alachas of Shmuel, Vetzricha. We needed to be taught the two things. One of them, that uh, if you already dive in a stop, and one, if you can say a chidush, you can finish. The Ashmin and Kamaisa, that if only would have heard from Shmuel, the first one, the Yuvari Davin, stop and don't Davin twice, I could have thought, if he would have not told me that first one, I would have thought, the problem not to Davin twice is when you Davin the first one in Yechidus, without a minion, and the second one, you're also gonna Davin it without a minion, so it's in the same level, so don't Davin twice. Or even Tzibur with Tzibur, or even if you, about to daven with a minion, but if the first one was also with a minion, so that you are not adding anything by daven a second time, don't do it. Ah, but, but there was room to say maybe what about yachid Maybe the first time you daven was beyechidus. I know it happened the other day. Somebody thought he missed the minion. He told me he daven on his own in the office. Then he got towards Ameach at 7 p.m. and they were about to daven me. He said, "Oh, I didn't know there was a minion, Micha." Maybe in that case, you can daven again, even though you already daven, but this is with the minion, it's already better. Maybe it's not considered regarding the minion that the first time you daven, it actually was a tefillah. No, Shmuel had to come and tell you, no, even if the first time was without a minion, and the second time is with a minion, don't daven, you're already yoytze. Even if the first one was without a minion, you were yoytze already, so don't daven again. That's why he had to tell us the first one. And if there was, if Ishmuelik would have only told us the first one, that if you read Davin, don't Davin again, is because you, you haven't, you, the, the second one, is because you haven't started. Don't Davin twice. But in the first one, the Adhul, maybe, 
I would have thought if I already started maybe I presume to say, let me finish it, the whole thing. There was a Hiddush to tell me, no, even if you already started, don't finish it. Side B of the page, even though we already did a few lines. Listen to this halacha. This is also very interesting halacha lemaise. Amar Avune. Anir lasebesakneses. Umatzatzibur mishemispalelim. When he goes into shul, the minyan had already started. Now, he wants to start, but he's going to get late. I mean, he's going to be later than the rest of the people. Im yachol leatchil velikmor atchelo yagia ashiliach tzibur lemoidim. If he would be able to do his, his own amida and then finish it before the Hazara of the Hazan gets to Modim, is Palel. Then let him daven. And if not, he has to wait because he needs to say Modim together with the Minyan and only after he can do his own Shmonas. According to Rashi, why? Because otherwise he won't be able to say the Modim the Rabbanana. What the Hassan is saying, Modim, we, the other part of the congregation, say the Modim the Rabbanan. So Rashi says, and that you cannot say on your own. You can only say in the Hazara. We don't want you to miss that. Taisos completely disagrees with Rashi. They say, well, from where, where do we find that that Modim is so important that you have to say it with the minion and the whole thing? So very interesting. What Taisos says, what is the problem? The only problem is that if when people are going to bow down in Modim, you don't bow down in Modim, it looks like you don't, you're not Modim to Hashem. That is a problem. The problem is not that you have to say the Modim the Ravana. The problem is the Marisain. So Tesos gives two, 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 two solutions to that problem. One of them is if you are able to do your silent Amida. And when, they, when the Hazar are going to say the Modim the Ravanan, you say your own Moedim and your own Amida, it's perfect. Because then it's not Marisain. A second is a little bit more with the event. He said, you know what? When everybody bows, bows down to Moedim, just bow down with them without saying anything. So you take care of the, of the, of the, of the Marisain. Just try to say, don't keep on davening. And if you're finishing a bracha, let's say you send the bracha of Gal Israel. So don't say, Baruch Atah Hashem, and bow down, God Israel. Because you're not allowed to bow down, except in the places that is the first bracha and the modern bracha. We cannot add a bound, bound down where, where it wasn't metaken. But if you're silent, and in the middle of the bracha, of your own bracha, just bow down with the rest of the people, then it wouldn't be a problem. And that is the Lach Alemais. Now, the Gemara brings a different opinion which is a critical part of davening. No, the most important thing is the Kedusha. And this is even more of a problem because Moedim, you have an extra minute to finish. Kedusha is at the beginning of the repetition. It's Palel. If you won't have time to finish your own Amida before the Hazan says Kedusha, you wait, and actually that's, that's what we do when we do Eche Kedusha. Because we first say, uh, we answer Kedusha, and then we start on Amida. So that is Lechatchila. And this is Allah Lemaise. If you're getting to a minion and you won't make it, wait, say Kedusha, 
and then 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 Deuteronomida. The Gemara is going to ask, "Vemake mefalkei, what is the machlokes?" Listen to this. According to Ravuna, why he was only concerned about Modim, why wasn't Ravuna concerned about Kedusha? Because according to him, listen to this, if you're davening with the Zeminian, even if you are not together with the Minyan, you are on your own Amida, you can say the entire Kedusha. The whole Kedusha on your own. As long as there's a Minyan in the Shul where you're davening on your own. Umar Sabab, but Rabbi Shabbat Levi holds, and Yachidomer Kedusha. No, you can say your own Kedusha. Kedusha has to be everybody together at once. And Rabbi also follows this opinion. How do we know that an individual cannot say Kedusha? Says in the Passover, Hashem saying, and I will become sanctified amongst, in the midst, of the Bnei Israel, and that comes to teach us. Anything that has to do with Kedusha, he says, Israel, you need at the minimum representation of the Jewish people, and that is ten people. Now, my mashma, what is the source that you need ten? Who says 10 is the Jewish people? Maybe five, maybe three, maybe a hundred? The Tani Rabinai, Ahua de Rabbi Chiavaraba, is being taught in a price of Rabinoi, the brother of Rabbi Chiavaraba. I say we're going to learn from Magazera Shaba, from the word Stoch, and from the word Toch. We just read this verse, and we come holy in the midst of the Jewish people. In a different passage regarding Korach. Remove yourselves from among this congregation. Just like by Korach, there were ten. So also here is ten. Please ask me a question. Yeah, we mean Korach were ten. <laughs> so you look in the Mesorah Sashas, and if you look in the footnotes, in the Gemara and Megillah, and Mr. Sasha says also over here, they're missing another bridge. There's two zero Shabbos. Over here, the Gemara only told you the first part of it. The second one is, so we learn Toch Toch from here to Korach. But then we have a second bridge. We learn Eida Eida from Korach to the Meraglim. <laughs> Just like Pai Korach says, Eida Arazo is. And also about Ben Meraglim. Now, how many bad Meraglim there were? Ten. So, with Akzra Shava of Eida Eida, we bring ten from the Meraglim to Koirach. And then we take from Koirach, Toch Toch, to Niskash Betoch Israel to understand. Okay, that is the source. Okay, now just a corollary of this Gemora. One thing we learn from, from both, from Rabun and from Rabbi Shavin Levi. If you are in the middle of your Amida, you don't stop and you cannot answer. Because that's the, that's the whole point. According to Rabuna, you, you need to say Modim. According to, to Rabbi Shavin Levi, you have to say Kedusha. That means but you, if you are in the middle of your Amida, you can't. So that is Allah Halimais. If you are in the middle of the Amida, you cannot answer nothing. What about Kaddish? 
y volvió a decirle a Yeshua, a Gadol Mubarak, Shura Person, Dulce y Kaddish. En el mirror de su vida, que hace Ravidi, me llama con Ravidi, me quedo en tu Babel, from Israel, said Ravidi, Rabbi Shimon, Talmide Rabbi Yohanan, both students of Rabbi Yohanan, Ravidi, Rabbi Shimon, said, le col en Mavsikin, Hutz min Yeshua, Gadol Mubarak, Shafilo Isaac, Bemarse, Merkova, Poisek. You cannot answer anything if you are in the in the middle except Kaddish or except that line. Yeheshmerava, according to him, you should answer. And even if you are in Maise Merkava, which is the biggest, the most deepest aspect of Kabbalah, the vision of Yeheskel of Hashem running the world, and you are the highest, holiest meditation and transcendental things, you hear Amida saying Kaddish, you say Yeshmerava Marach. But listen, very lazy Kavase, but the Alaha is not like that. Look in the note 11. The halacha is you cannot answer anything in the middle of Amida, even Kaddish you cannot. So what you do, if the Mina is saying Kaddish, if the Hazan is saying Kaddish, stop, listen to the Kaddish of the Hazan, then you are Yorzi, but Allaha called, we spoke about it, Shomea Keone, but listening is you said it, and when he finishes Kaddish, you keep on moving in your Amida. But nothing a person can speak in the middle of his own amida. Okay. Now let's go back to once upon a time we had a Mishnah. In the Mishnah about the Balkari. Rabbi Yudom, El Mubarak, Lebanai Belacharem. So if you remember, maybe take a little bit of Hazar of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yudom said in the Mishnah, after the holding, we are already heard a few times of uh, Tanekama. According to Rabbi Yudom, a person should say the blessings before the Shema and after the Shema. Now, at this stage, it sounds like properly mevarech, like out loud. So it gives the impression that Rabbi Yudah completely doesn't hold of the Takan of Ezra. Says You want to tell me that a Balkeri was permitted to speak Torah? The same Rabbi Shem Levi went many times before, inclusive, inclusive just now. Minai Balkeri shall be the Torah. How do we know that Balkeri is, cannot say Torah? So this is the source of it in Dvarim at the beginning. This is Parashas where it's Hanan. It says, Moshe Rabbeinu to Jewish people, and you should make them known. Your children and your grandchildren, the day that you stood in Mount Sinai. So, we learned this before, just like in Mount Sinai. If they would have been Balkeri, they could have not, and that's why they needed to go to the Mikvah and separate three days before that from their wives. Afghan Balkeri and Asurin. So, also over here, we learn that it's forbidden for a Balkeri. So the question is, how could it be that Rabbi Yudah permits a Balkeri? If you see in the footnotes, there are the question, hold on. The whole thing is the Takana Sesra. How can Rabbi Shem and Levitam is the Pasuk? It's Takana Sesra. Ezra came a thousand years after Matan Sinai. So how can tell me it's from a Pasuk? So look in the footnotes, some say it's an Asmachta. You're right. It's not Mamesh from the Torah, it's rabbinical. But it was based on a pasuk, and that's why it's a question to Rabbi Yudah. It was Ezra, but he had a pasuk. A pasuk so how come he disagrees? Now we had this principle in Daf Yud. If you remember, the concept of juxtaposed. 
So maybe Rabbi Yehuda doesn't learn the principle of juxtapose, like Rabbi Shem and Levi. Just because the two psukim are one after the other, we learn something one from the other? No. But listen, the Amarav Yesed, Afiluman, the lays that is smuchim becholatuera. Even to the one that doesn't hold the principle of smuchim or juxtapose teaching, in the first four humashim, the Mishnatuera Darish. But in the fifth one, Mishnatuera is Dvorim, Deuteronomy, he learns that. And the government is going to prove this. They are Rabbi Udalodarish, Muhim Becholatora Kula. He doesn't learn juxtaposed principles. And they're going to prove from where? But the Mishnatora, he does. Darish. Says the Gemara Becholatora Kula, Minan and the Lodarish. From where did you hear that Rabbi Uda doesn't learn the principle of juxtaposed? In the previous Humashim, the Tanya, listen to this Machloikes. This is regarding Shmois. So we see that Rabbi Yudha Shmois doesn't have juxtaposed. Ben Yomer, the famous Ben says, Neymar Machashefa lo techaye. Says the Torah, a sorceress, you shouldn't let her live. It's forbidden from the Torah to do sorcery and high of Misa, the death penalty. Ben but nevertheless, the Torah doesn't say which type of death, there's four death penalties, which one? But next to it, the Torah juxtaposes the verse, any person that lays, lies with an animal should be put to death. So says Benazai, so the Torah juxtaposed both halochas to teach you, just like somebody that lays with an animal. The Torah said, Skila, if you go to the Gemara in Sanhedrin, over there the Gemara is from Magzera Shaba, that he's going to be put there to Skila. So the same thing regarding the sorceress Beskila. So Benazai learns it in Shmois through a juxtaposition. Omale Rabbi the Rabbi Yudha disagrees. So we see, he doesn't call of juxtaposition shmois. Just because you find one passing next to the other, we are going to take this lady to be skila. Skila says, well, she's the most hamur misa. So just because you juxtapose it, you're going to apply to this lady the worst type of death penalty? We have to learn it from a different way, says Rabbi Yudha. Ela, of Idoni is necromancer, and Idoni is somebody that would take um, a bone of a bird called Idoni, and he put it in, under his arm, and he would ask a future and have the incantation divinations. So that's the Torah. If somebody does any of these two, um, so says Abidah, in general, they were included in all the sorcerers. But because if you look in Russian, the footnotes, initially the Torah says, don't keep alive any sorcerers, kill all the sorcerers. And then the Torah points out this specific two and says, no, but these two, Peskila. Like Ishlaim Marlecha, then we have, and look in Rashi, this is, this is Zumida Batuira. Says Rashi, Shekol Klal. Anything that was included in the general rule, any type of sorcerer should be put to death. I hope to pronounce it properly. Sorcerer? Okay. They had some in a klal, and then they were excluded from the general example of things. Lelamed, to teach you something about it. Lelamed alatzmo yatsa, this is the three principles of Ishmael. Not only to teach regarding this specific case, 
אלא ללמד על כל הכלל כולו יצא, but it was specified to teach regarding everybody else. להכיר שלהם ולומר לך מה, וידוני בסקילה, that are specified explicitly, these two cases of sorcerers are going to be put to them in Skila, Amachashefa Beskila, so that also a sorceress is going to be put to them by Skila. So said Abhida, we don't learn it from a juxtaposition as Benazai, we learn it from Kol Avashi Avichai, Yatsam Neklai, Lamenakal Kol Yatsah. Okay, so we see he doesn't hold of juxtaposition Shmois. Now, the Mishnah Torah, how do we know that Rabbi Yehuda, even though in Shmos he doesn't call objects of us, he holds that like that in Dvorim, Minale de Darish de Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer Oimer. Now, this is an halacha, that a person is not permitted to marry his father's wife. Obviously, he's not talking about his mother, but what happened if the father had previously or afterwards a wife? Then, Lohaleinu, the father dies, and this lady is a widow. Can the son marry that widow? Forbidden. So says like this. Rabbi Eliezer, Now, what about a lady that the father raped? But he never married, married her. He just raped her. Oh, he had an affair with this lady. But it wasn't his wife. Can the son marry that lady? He's not the father's wife. He was the fa- had sex with her, but he never took her as a wife. So says, no says So yes, says Rabbi Eliezer, he is permitted to marry that lady. Or anusas no umefusas no, Or if the son now a, a, a father cannot marry, if was the wife of his son. Even if now he's a widow, the father cannot marry the wife of the son. But if it was only raped or an affair, it's okay. Rabbi Yudha disagrees regarding the father. Rabbi Yudha says, No, with the son it's fine, with the father it's not okay. Why? What is the reasoning of Rabbi Yudha? Because next to that Pasuk, Says the Torah, "Lo yigachish es eshes aviv, velo yigalekanav aviv." A person should not take as a wife the wife of his father, and also shouldn't reveal the robe of his father. So, what he means to say, "Kanav shera aviv." This is an expression of any nakedness that was seen by the father. Lo yegale, cannot be taken now by the son. And umimai, the avenus asaviv ksiv, how do we know that he's referring to that particular case, that a father either raped or seduced a lady? Because of smuchim, the samichle, venasanaisha shechevima. This is the juxtapose, that when it says that, lo yikachish esh asaviv, velo yegale kanavaviv, it says after that, that if a person, uh, what it was this? He was either uh, raped or seduced. What is over there? Venasan isha shochevima. What is in Varim? Raped. Raped. Okay. 
this, the invalid of Esfegomata raped. So because juxtaposed to the Pasuk, a person shouldn't uh, reveal the robe of his father, the next Pasuk says that if a person raped a lady, he has to pay money. So we see by juxtaposition that the, if, the, the, what the verse said, the robe of the father means even if it was raped. So we see that a view the does learn in Mishnah Torah juxtaposed. Then, as you say in Aramaic, Adrakusha Leduchta, the Kasha goes back to its place. If Rabiuda learns Smuchim, juxtaposed in Mishnah Torah, and Rabbi Shaman Levi learned from a juxtaposed that Valkyrie is Asur of Divrei Torah, just like Mount Sinai, why in the Mishnah Rabiuda would permit a Valkyrie recite the blessings of the Shema? This is the Shaile. Amri, the Gemara says, yes. In the Mishnah Torah, Darish, you're right. He agrees with the principle of juxtaposed in Mishnah Torah, but he has a different Russia for those juxtaposed. The interesting thing is also Rabbi Shem and Levi. For me, it's a little bit of a question because it's the very same Sukim that Rabbi Shem and Levi using for something else, and I was using for something else, and Rabbi Shem agrees with the second one, not the first one, but that's what the Gemara is saying. Now, Rabbi Shem and Levi, Anybody, uh, listen to this, Nisim. Anybody that teaches his son Torah, when you sit down with Yuval and you learn Torah with him, Hashem is considering that the Torah you are learning and teaching with Yuval as if you are standing right now in Mount Sinai. This tupsukim beotem levenecha levenecha, and you should uh, make them known to your children, your grandchildren. The Gemara is in a di different place. Is anybody learns with his grandchildren, but also with the children from this Gemara? It says, and you shall make them known to your children, grandchildren. And what is the next pasuk? The day that you stood in front of Hashem in Mount Sinai. So whenever you learn with your son, as if you're learning now in Mount Sinai. So that's why, that's why Rabiuda uh, uh, doesn't learn the first drasha. Now, if we say it's only a, a, a smachta, I think maybe this answers the question. If it was only an asmachta, asmachta means it's only based on the pasuk, but it's not really what the pasuk came to teach, just like based on the pasuk. Rabiuda could say, I don't agree with that asmachta. I use those psukim in the smuchim for this dinner of Rabbi Shemin Levi, and now for the Tekan of Ezra. Tnan, but this, now we're gonna go the other way around. We're gonna see in the following Mishnah, this is actually the last Mishnah of this chapter, that Rabbi Yudha does hold of Tekan of Ezra. So now it's gonna be a stira from the first, from the Mishnah we just started of Rav Yudha, that seems to be, we just said, he doesn't hold of Takana Tezra, to the last Mishnah in the chapter that he does hold of Takana Tezra. Let's see the Mishnah. Tnan. It says, it's in the Dav Chavav, in page 26. The Mishnah says the following. Zav Shera Keri. Now that, that Mishnah is going to bring three cases when you have two Tumot that overlap. Now, because there are two types of tumor that overlap, if a person goes to the mikvah 
for one of them, which is for Katie, is the case he won't be able to get purified from the other one that is a seven-day tumor. So the question is, should a person go for the, to purify from Keri so he can learn Torah, even though he won't be able to purify from the other tumor, that is seven-day tumor? That is the topic of the Mishnah. Zav, the, the, the tumor's Zav, Ziva, is also when a person has some emission, it's not 100% semen, it looks like semen, but it's a little bit different. And if a person has twice an emission of that, he becomes tamen seven days. So this person was already a Zav. Because of Tumas Ziva, he needs to wait seven days before he goes to the Mi'kvah. And then let's call it in the, in the day three, Ra'akeri. Day three of being in Tumas Zav, he had a seminal emission. And he has now two tumors overlapped, Tumazav and Tumaskeri. Tumazav has to wait seven days. Tumaskeri is only that day. By, by day. During the day he can go to the mikvah, he can really learn Torah. Second example, Anida. Shebaltashir Vazera. Now, the Tumaskeri goes to the lady, even from the Torah, of the semen of the husband. Meaning to say, when a husband has intercourse with his wife, the fact that the semen went into the wife makes her a Valkyrie. Now, when that semen, if that semen goes out of the lady, she becomes again a Valkyrie. And that's why in Mount Sinai they need to separate for three days. Because Chachamim hold that the Keri is still, the semen is still uh, live for three days. After three days, three days already rots, decomposes, and is not considered semen. So any wife that has intercourse, for the following three days, we suspect that maybe the semen is gonna go back out, and by going down out, makes the, the lady Balkeri. So that's why in our, in our sinner, then in the three days, before Mantan Sinai, and then go to the mikvah to, to, to everybody not to be a Valkyrie. With the husbands, it was easy. With the house, they need three days. Now, this second case, we're talking about a lady, Anida, that semen came out of her. So what is the case? This is a husband and wife that, went, that had intercourse. After intercourse, the lady went to the mikvah not to be a Valkyrie because the alakas of Balkari apply also to ladies. So they had intercourse, she went to the mikvah, now she's okay, she can learn Torah, and now she became Anida. And then a, late day, a day later, the semen that went in when she had intercourse, now comes out. So now she becomes again a Balkari. Nida Shepalta Zigoshera, Anida that Zera came out of her. Now, Ameshemeshes, Vera Sadam. The third case is they had intercourse, Ishmeshemeshes is she had sex with her husband, but now she didn't go to the mikvah. And now she became Anida. The difference between case two and case three, looking at footnote number two, 32. In case two, after the intercourse, she went to the mikvah. 
Then first she was Nida, and then the, the semen went out of her. So in case two, first was first Nida, and only after Keri. That's case two. Case three, she was first Keri. She didn't go to the Mi'kvah, and she became Nida. No, secondly. The case three, she became Nida afterwards. So according to Chachamim, Trichin Tevilam, according to Chachamim, all of them, if they want to learn Torah or say Shema or Daven, they need to go to the Mi'kvah, even though the Mi'kvah won't help to bring in completely Taur. The Zav is going to remain Zav. And the Nida, she's going to remain Nida. Nevertheless, Chachamim say, go to the Mi'kvah to purify yourselves for Keri. For Keri is going to help, even though for Zav and Nida, it won't help. Go to the Mi'kvah. But Rav says, Potter. Rav says, no. The Takan of Ezra never said a person has to, 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 to go to the Mi'kvah if he won't be able to be completely pure. So says the Gemara, at Kano Pata Rabiude, we see that in case Rabiude only exempt Ela Bezav Shera Keri, only in the case of Azav that he saw Keri, that he saw Simin, the Mikalalav Baltvileu, that initially he didn't need to go to the Mikvah. No, I'm sorry, that initially he wouldn't have to go to the Mikvah because the Mikvah wouldn't help for the seven-day tumor of, of Zav. But in the case, there would be only one, it wasn't overlapped, in the case would be only Keri, Mechayev. Rabbi Yudha would say, you have to go to the Mikvah. So we see that Rabbi Yudha holds of the Alaha of Valkeri going to the Mikvah. Now just very fast, the Gemara said, and if you want to say that that's not the case of the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to say, no, it is a case. The if you want to tell me what in the Philo Balkeri Greda, Nami Pata Rabiuda, that even without the other overlap Tuma, according to Rabiuda, doesn't have to go to the Mikvah, and the reason why they argue in the case, they overlapped Tuma of Zavan Keri, to show the strength of Chachamim. Then even when they have two tumors overlapped and the mikvah that would help for the keri wouldn't, would not help for the other one. And nevertheless, Chaim said, you have to go to the mikvah. But uh, look in the last case, the third case, a lady that has sex and then she became nida, that according to the Tanakama Tzricha Tevila, that has to go to the mikvah. Who needed to tell me that case? If you want to tell me that the third case was needed for Chachamin, I don't need it for Chachamin, it's obvious. If in the case of the, the first case of the Zav, this, the first case, he already had a Zav. He already had the tomb of seven days. And then he saw the Keri afterwards. So when he saw the Keri, when he had the Keri, Anyway, to go to the Mi'kvah now for Keri wouldn't help to make him completely pure because he already has on himself the Zav. And nevertheless, Mechaivi Ravana haven't said, nevertheless, go. Even though the tumor of Zav started first, say, go for the, one, the Keri one. So then, regarding the third case, Amesh that she first had sex, sex, 
and she already needed to go for Kerry. And only after Rosadam became a Nida, the Mikarabas Tvilayi, that before she saw the Nida, well, she was already required to go to the Mikvah for Kerry. Obviously, all the more so, according to Chachamim, she would have to go to the Mikvah. So, that third case is not for Rabbanan. The third case came only because of Rabiuda. And it's precisely only because it's two overlap Tumas that has been taught. It's because she had two Tumas overlapped and the Mikvah wouldn't help to make her completely taur. That's why, according to Rabiuda, she's exempt. exempt. But if it would be only the tomb of Keri, you see that Abiyuda would say you have to go to the mikvah. So this is a contradiction between, between two Mishnayos, between that last Mishnah and our Mishnah, that according to our Mishnah seems to be that Abiyuda says, Abal Keri doesn't, doesn't need to go to the mikvah.